Welcome to Season 2, Episode 33 of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. Have some fun topics today. The Hawkeye men's basketball team went on the road for the first time this season. They got a huge win in the Big Ten ACC Challenge at Virginia. And let's not forget the Cavaliers and head coach Tony Bennett won the NCAA championship in 2019. And they're known for their defense. They're a really elite defensive team. One of the top teams in the country year in and year out in scoring defense. The Hawkeyes have a huge football game in Indy on Saturday. It's for the Big Ten Championship against the Wolverines. And the offensive and defensive all Big Ten teams have been announced. And a lot of Hawkeyes received some honors. So I want to talk about that a little bit. But let's get started first with Fran McCaffrey and his guys getting just a huge road win on Monday. Well, after a 6-0 start for the Hawkeyes against lower-tier competition, they traveled to Charlottesville, Virginia on Monday, the first big test facing defensive juggernaut Virginia Cavaliers. And Tony Bennett's team had a couple of losses already on the year. They lost to Navy in the first game of the season, then they lost to Houston on the road by 20. Kind of a shocker there, although Houston is a ranked team, or was at the time. But Virginia had limited its last two opponents, Providence and Lehigh, to 40 and 43 points respectively, really getting that defense dialed in. That's what they love to do. I don't like defensive basketball. I mean, I want the Hawkeyes to play defense, but I love the offensive style of play. It's more entertaining for me. But the Hawkeyes and Jordan Bohannon just came out on fire in this game. Iowa scored over 40 points in the first half. I was shocked to see the offensive production for the Hawkeyes, but a lot of that was two guard. Jordan Bohannon just drilling threes. Loving seeing him in that off guard position this year, just out there hunting three-point shots. And after the Hawkeyes got a 20-point lead in the first half, the Cavaliers fought back, and they were just hitting threes from everywhere. They had a, took a one-point lead. You're getting a little bit nervous here. On the road, young team, are they going to lose their confidence and just let this slip away? But J-Bo stepped up. The sixth, seventh-year senior, whatever he is now, answered with a three to go back up by two. Then the Cavaliers hit a three. But, you know, the Hawkeyes were still fighting. That adversity hit them, and, and, and they were still getting after it. But down one with almost 30 seconds left, Bohannon fired a three, a rare miss for him on this night. The Cavaliers got to the free-throw line, missed the front end of a one-and-one, and after a timeout with 16 seconds left, it really looked like the Hawkeyes were trying to get the ball to the hot hand, Bohannon, but Joe Toussaint ended up taking a 10-foot jumper, kissed it off the glass, it rattled around, rattled right in for a one-point lead for the Hawkeyes. Eight seconds left, a lot of time on the clock for Virginia to get off a shot, and they did just that. A floater in the lane that missed, Virginia with the rebound, and Patrick McCaffrey said, get that out of here. And he sent that ball into the stands. Let's take a look at some of the team stats. They're just amazingly similar. The stats in this game, it's unbelievable. Hawkeyes and Cavaliers were almost identical in shooting. 30 of 56 for the Hawkeyes, 30 of 57 for the Cavaliers. Right around 53% shooting for both. Iowa was 10 of 21 from three. Virginia, 9 of 18 after I think it was an amazing 7-of-9 effort from three in the second half for the Cavaliers. Neither team was great from the free-throw line. Iowa 5-of-10, Virginia 5-of-9. And Rebracha missed three late free-throws, including the 1-and-1. One and, one. and it was great to see the Hawkeyes still pulled it out. Despite that, he could joke about it, you know, post-game and interviews. And I think we're really going to like this kid. 
He's got a great personality. He's a good player. He's a, he has some great inside moves. I think he's a good shooter, so he's not going to miss free throws like that. But please, Philip, let's make those free throws, especially at crunch time. Well, rebounding was almost identical. The Hawkeyes led by one. Just 12 assists for the Hawkeyes, 16 for the Cavaliers. Largest lead for Iowa, 21 in the first half. Largest lead for Virginia was two when they took a 2 to nothing lead to start the game. Jordan Bohannon led the Hawkeyes in scoring. He was 6 of 9 from 3, really causing Virginia fits from outside the three-point line in that first half. They really locked in on him in the second half. Keegan Murray played by far the most minutes in the game. He has played this year, logging 36 minutes. Bit of a scare when he went down with what appeared to be an ankle sprain, but he did come back after a quick trip to the locker room, probably for a little wrapping. Um, and he scored 18 points, grabbed nine rebounds, so great game for him. Joe Toussaint, 10 points on four of seven shooting. Rebracha, some nice moves inside, eight points on four of four shooting. Still just love that little baby hook he has inside. T-Mac, seven points. He was one of one from three. And the bench's minutes really went down in this game. Not surprising. I mean, this was a little bit of a different situation. It's been great to see the bench get so many minutes in the first six games of the year. They're probably going to have to dial that in a little bit now, especially in games like this. Well, Chris Murray led the bench with 17 minutes, scored six points on two of four from three. Perkins had four points. Ulysses with two points, two assists. And for Virginia, Tane Murray, Tyne Murray, I think it was, off the bench. He had not played much all year. He had 14 points on four of six shooting from three. He had just four points coming into this game. He had hardly even played. It was just crazy. He played three minutes in most of the games. He had one game where I think he played eight minutes or something. He was the hot hand. He hit a couple of threes, and they just left him out there, and he kept drilling him and almost won the game for him. But huge win as far as the NCAA tournament chances for the Hawkeyes. You know, if the Hawkeyes can get to 500 in the conference, uh, it's road wins like this that will help that resume come NCAA time. Some huge games coming up. You know, the first one's going to be Friday night at Purdue, the second-ranked team of the nation. You know, unless the Hawkeyes can somehow knock them off, they'll likely be the number one team in the nation after Ohio State beat number one Duke on Tuesday night. Lots of fun basketball coming up. You know, Purdue, Illinois, we've got Iowa State coming, Utah State, some huge games. And, uh, you know, as far as Friday night with Purdue, just hoping for a competitive game on the road. You know, this is a young team. It's going to be really tough to stay with that really talented Purdue team. Now let's talk all Big Ten awards. And the Hawkeyes were well represented on the all Big Ten teams, especially defense and special teams. Senior Riley Moss was named the Big Ten Conference Tatum Woodson Defensive Back of the Year. Despite his knee injury in that Penn State game where it caused him to miss a few games, and he had four interceptions on the season, took a couple to the house in the Indiana game. He's the fifth Hawkeye defensive back to win this award in the last 10 years. Just unbelievable that half of the defensive backs that have won that award have been a Hawkeye over the last 10 years. Just amazing what Phil Parker does with that secondary. And recruits should be banging on the door, trying to become ball hawks in this Hawkeye defense. Well, Moss and Belton were both first-team defensive backs. Belton with five interceptions on the season. 
Jack Campbell was first team by the media, third team by the coaches. He was second in the conference with 124 tackles. Zach Van Valkenburg and Matt Hankins, both second team by coaches and media. Jack Kerner, Noah Shannon, and Seth Benson also recognized. They were honorable mention, all Big Ten. On special teams, no surprise here whatsoever. Charlie Jones, he had quite a season. He won the Rodgers Dwight, and Dwight as in Tim Dwight. So he was the great return specialist for the Hawkeyes. I mean, he was a great receiver too. Played, I think, nine years in the NFL as a wide receiver. Uh, returned a kick for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. But it's the Rodgers Dwight return specialist of the year, won by Charlie Jones. He led the Big Ten in both kickoff return and punt return yards on the season. It's the same award that Amir Smith-Marset won in 2018. Caleb Shudak was named first team All-Big Ten by the media, second team by the coaches. And what a season by Shudak. You know, he, he was doing kickoffs, but he didn't get to kick field goals and extra points much over the last several years. Sitting by some, behind some really good kickers, Keith Duncan, you know, just a clutch guy. And he was 22 of 25 on the season. Two misses were over 50 yards, and I remember one of those being a really bad snap that had no chance. There was no way he was going to make that with a high snap, and he has just been money on this season. Great to see him do that. He's going to be remembered for the great game that he had against Nebraska. Four field goals, two extra points, 14 points in that comeback win. Well, Torrey Taylor received honorable mention honors. He had a great season, just a lot of really good punters this year in the Big Ten. I'm surprised he didn't get a little more recognition than that, but he'll be ready to come back next year and try to get that first-team recognition. On offense, no question. Tyler Linderbaum, he was all Big Ten unanimously, winner of the Remington Pace Offensive Lineman of the Year. He may be the best offensive lineman at any position in the country. I think he is. And he's the ninth Hawkeye to win the award, the last being Tristan Wirfs. Kyler Schott, the second team honors from the coaches, third team by the media. Good to see him get recognized. He was injured to start the year. Took a little bit to get his legs under him, uh, you know, recovering from that injury. But he's been huge at the end of this season, getting his play going. And then Sam Laporta, third team by the coaches. Tyler Goodson was third team by the media. And redshirt freshman tackle Mason Richmond got honorable mention, all Big Ten as well. So really good seeing some of the Hawkeyes getting recognized on the all Big Ten teams. Three Player of the Year awards, one on defense, one on offense, and one on special teams, all three phases. And, you know, that's how Iowa does it. That's how they win games. So really appropriate that they get one guy in all three phases with a Player of the Year award. Well, this 10-2 and Iowa Hawkeye football team has just a huge game on Saturday in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship. I'm not making the trip this year. Just too many things going on to be able to justify that right now. But, hey, I had just an unbelievable time in Indy in 2015. Just a blast the whole weekend. The only downtime was that last drive by Michigan State. That stung quite a bit, but it was a great game. It was a great weekend. Just so much fun with Hawkeye fans. Those kind of events are just 
so much fun to go to. It's right up there with one of my favorite Hawkeye trips. And I've been to the Battle of Atlantis in the Bahamas, which I loved watching Fran McCaffrey's team. You know, you think back to like the Capital One Bowl, Kate to Holloway, some of those Outback Bowl games, Rose Bowl. Although you can kind of erase the game from memory on that Rose Bowl. The rest of that trip was really fun. Just a big game for these players, huge game. I mean, and you can tell just how pumped they are in their interviews. And I'm sure Hawkeye fans will be swarming Indy. If the Hawkeyes win, most think they'll be back in the Rose Bowl. And I'm sure they would be happy to go there again and face the Pac-12 without Christian McCaffrey. Michigan has just one loss on the season, and that was to Michigan State on the road. Just a crazy 37-33 game. Michigan only got three points in the fourth quarter, gave up 15 points. If you look at common opponents, you know, Michigan beat Wisconsin 38-17. Running backs Haskins and Corum, both with around 45 yards rushing. And quarterback McNamara passed for 197 yards and two touchdowns. And Michigan really shut down Wisconsin's running game, only 43 yards. That's what concerns me the most in this game. You know, Iowa's offensive line has struggled out on the edge with the tackles. There's been improvement for sure the last the last several games. Um, but Michigan is very strong up front on the defensive line, especially that defensive end position. Michigan beat Nebraska 32 to 29. Again, running back Haskins 123 yards in this one. Corum with 89, and they're a pretty good tandem at running back. Adrian Martinez, three for 291 yards, three touchdowns against Michigan. And the Huskers had 141 yards rushing as well. But then the Wolverines blew out Northwestern, Indiana, and Maryland. And like the Hawkeyes, just edged Penn State 21-17. McNamara led Michigan with 217 passing yards, three touchdowns against the Nittany Lions. Haskins was just a workhorse in that one. 31 carries for 156 yards. Penn State, not a good rushing team, had some success with over 100 yards on the ground and 200 in the air for Penn State. And you're going to just watch Michigan trying to run, 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 and grind it out against the Hawkeyes. So the Hawkeyes are going to have to be ready for that. Well, McNamara, the quarterback on the season, over 2,300 yards. Haskins with over 1,200 on the ground. Cornelius Johnson is the leading receiver, 36 catches, 590 yards, followed by junior tight end Eric All, who has 32 catches for 330 yards. The kicker, Moody, is 22 of 24. Both misses from 40 to 49 yards. Just one make over 50 yards, so not sure about his range, but you know, overall good accuracy from him. Defensively, Josh Ross, the linebacker, leads the team in tackles. Defensive end, Hutchison. Hutchinson, he is the one to watch. 13 sacks on the season, followed by the big linebacker, Ojabo. He has 11 sacks. And in the secondary, the guy to watch is Daxton. He is second on the team in tackles. He has seven deflections, two interceptions on the season. Well, Michigan beat their arch rival for the first time in quite some time. Harbaugh's first win over Ohio State in his tenure at Michigan, and it was a statement game, winning 42-27. to and Ohio State put up some yards in that game, mostly passing the football. That's where Michigan seems most vulnerable. Uh, 
Uh, Michigan went off with 297 rushing yards to go with 190 passing. Haskins had 169 yards and Corum 87 on just six carries. But when it comes to total defense, Iowa is ranked 13th in the nation, followed by Michigan at 14th. So both teams are just solid on the defensive side of the ball. The biggest disparity here is total offense. Michigan is ranked 19th in the FBS, averaging 451 yards per game. The Hawkeyes are ranked 123 out of 130 teams, just 299 yards per game on average. But the Hawkeyes, you know, they kind of rely on, on their defense, their special teams, and, and making big plays when they need them. Can the Hawkeyes ugly this game up a bit, you know, with the defense? Can they find some ways to run the football, get a few big plays here and there in the air against the Wolverines? It's going to be a difficult task for the Hawkeyes, but I, I've seen them do this so many times where they're the underda- underdog and then come up with a big win. Uh, we saw it in 2016 when Michigan came to town and the Hawkeyes came up victorious. Uh, we've seen it, you know, so many times with this Hawkeye team against Penn State, Ohio State in 2017. So you never know, but I'm sticking with Michigan getting to win in this game. I'll be cheering for the Hawkeyes, hoping I'm wrong, but I have Michigan winning it 24-17. to The Hawkeyes covering the spread, but not quite enough firepower. To get enough offense to pull this game out against a really good Michigan squad, the best they've had in quite some time. Well, Let's hope the Hawkeyes can pull another upset and win the Big Ten Championship. I mean, it would just be unbelievable. You think about you know, the ups and downs of this season. Everybody was so pumped when the Hawkeyes were 6-0, and got to number two in the nation, and then the two rough losses in a row. And then they, they just kept grinding and, and got four wins in a row and made it to the Big Ten Championship game. So it's going to be tough for the Hawkeyes to hang in there with Michigan, but you never know. That's why they play the game. Um, And I think, you know, we've seen it so many times that I'm never going to count them out. And I think the Hawkeyes do have a chance to pull this game out. Well, congratulations to the Hawkeyes winning the Big Ten Awards and all of the Hawkeye team for that just great, season memorable season 10 and 2 still with a chance for 12 wins with a big 10 championship game and a bowl game well this has been hawkeye talk with jimmy hawk enjoy the big hawkeye weekend for those of you going to indy i'm jealous and enjoy uh, just a lot of anticipation for these huge games this weekend upset possibilities on our minds it's just great to be in this position for the hawkeyes to get to play for a championship and just so much success for Hawkeye sports of late. It's just been a lot of fun. So that's it for today. Let's get some wins, especially that big championship in Indy. Go Hawks!